be live in three. Ooh. Actually, we're live, but I'm going to run the promo anyway. What's good, party people? This is According to Woods, and I have the honor and privilege of talking to a good brother. Hashtag Brother Me Softly. He is the host and creator of the RRBG podcast and a soon-to-be, uh, I guess, release podcast uh, surrounding the legendary comedy store. He's the great Eddie Torres. Eddie, what's going on? What's up? What's up? What's up? Thank you for having me. Thanks for talking to me here. Let's, wrong hand. Wrong hand. I don't go. know how to. I don't even know how to do this. <laughs> There we go. There we there go. There you go. Damn, too sweet. All right, too sweet. Oh, yes. Um, yeah, brother. Thank you for having me on. I just it, it just got announced. Uh, just now. So it's on. It's official. It's on their Instagrams and social medias and whatnot. But I will be co-hosting the official Comedy Store Wrestling Show. What? That's what it's called. CSW. That's what we're calling it. Uh, the what? Comedy Store Wrestling Show. And it's going to live on their official network, the Comedy Store Podcast Network, and I'll be co-hosting with the legendary Earl Skakel of uh, Inappropriate Earl fame. Mm -hmm. He also is in the Jellies. He's the dad in the Jellies, which is Tyler, the creator's animated show. He's the uh, only like white guy acting in the show. <laughs> uh, but it's great. He's he's awesome. He's you know knowledgeable. He. He's a he's a fan of the old school stuff, and he just recently got into AEW. So he loves the way that they're treating Sting. So he he's he's up to date with AEW, and I'm gonna be the I'm gonna be the the WWE defendant. I'm gonna salute the Tribal Chief and all that. <laughs> uh, but no, it should be fun. We're gonna talk. Um, we're gonna have guests. So our first guest is gonna be Josh Barnett, obviously. Got to call upon the War Master to 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 start this war. Uh, you know what I mean? Start a war against all the other wrestling podcasts out there. And uh, eventually, yeah, it'll be it'll be Warmaster and uh, Jetski Johnson, who's a door employee, not a door. She's an employee of the comedy store um, and she's up and coming. She's used to be part of the Kill Tony band with the trumpet. Um, and now she's just, you know, working her way up the ranks, you know, opening up the, the O room, opening up the main room the other day. Damn. So. Uh, she's going to be in. She doesn't watch wrestling, and that's part of the concept of the show is to have one comedian there that doesn't watch wrestling and uh, introduce them to some of the wackier elements of pro wrestling so they can be like, what the what the fuck? <laughs> so, yeah, you know, we'll watch some Buried Alive matches. We'll watch some, you know, Symphony of Destruction gimmicky matches, you know, uh, people on a pole match, all that good stuff. You know how it is. People on a pole. I mean, hopefully it's a. Oh, I would love to see the reactions of the Judy Bagwell on a forklift. Uh, oh, that one. I mean, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. No, hundred percent. R.I.P. Judy Bagwell. Uh, WCW <laughs> great. Uh, and speaking of WCW greats, our carry over from the uh, president of WCW, uh, Mick Mac, uh, who chimes in on the after eighty three weeks and eighty three weeks podcast. He's saying, "Hey, homie, with literal Bischoff face." So there you go. There you go. What up, uh, homie? And you know, by the way, congratulations to you being a part of that. That's huge and and awesome. I'm not waging war against you. You're on my team, so I'm not. No, uh, no, <laughs> fuck yes. We're gonna war. converge. If we, I mean, if I can get you know the uh, 
you know, uh, and that's, you know, Steve Kaufman, George Ramosa, Christy Olson, uh, great friends, uh, part of the Afterbuzz crew when Afterbuzz was still a thing. Um, and then Bischoff, you know, that's so wild. Like You're working with Bischoff, dude. That's fucking what? weird. It's <laughs> fucking weird, man. Like, I, I told my wife, yeah. I was just like, there was a moment because they do the, you know, one of these gimmicks uh, like this, like a solo layout. There you are. Mm, right. Mm, and yes. then I was just like, I see full screen Bischoff and then it has the little live theming of a jig. And I'm like, Oh, I'm here too. Like, Holy. Like, you're not just watching. You're part no. of the show. Yeah. And I was just like, <laughs> okay. All right. Yeah, that's man. what's that's happening. You and know? he's been picking up steam on TV too. I mean, he was in AEW for a thing, and then he showed yeah. up in WWE for a thing, and it's just you know he's all over the place. So actually, awesome. uh, never forget he was uh, between the stint of AEW and then WWE. Uh, he was on Roads to the Top, you know, the number one mm -hmm. wrestling reality TV show. Like at least yeah. Cody will tell you that. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Yeah, there you go. Uh, Alex Ramirez says, "Have them watch AEW Dark." Now that's comedy. Oh, hot take. Yeah, I don't watch Alex. Dark. I don't watch Dark. And it's no offense to Dark. I just don't. Like, I'll wait till they, you know, develop. I'll, 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 there's enough wrestling to watch. I might have to start watching Dark, though, if, you know, since I'm going to have a wrestling show and all that. But right now, I mean, unless a friend of mine is performing on it, like I yeah. saw Alex Chamberlain from Miami was on one of the episodes. So I tuned in for that um, just to support the homie. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I really don't care to watch that much wrestling every day of the week you know what i mean where i have to watch dark and dark elevation like what's why do we have all this it's too much i you know it was weird and it was um you know the story about cm punk getting the concussion and he just watched half bake and he had it on a one of those t old school uh tv vcr combos so like he didn't know where he was at because when it would end it it would just stop rewind and whatever so he'd mm. wake up and it'd be like a fucking thing but he i think it was like a month like a just a black beard of talk about into the void where he was concussed didn't have medical attention and just watch half bake and didn't know which part. And that was me during COVID with AEW ah. Dark, where I, you know, I put one on and fuck, I I didn't know where I was in terms of like the, the sequence of, of dates and whatever the fuck. And I was just like, oh, that person, whatever. It was it was just weird. It's just fucking weird. Um, yeah. I don't recommend anybody <laughs> do that. Uh, I also don't recommend anybody get COVID. Uh that's no, no, don't do no, it. No, no, don't do that. Uh, yeah. be the opposite of what Nike does, you know, but that's, it's fucking cool, man. Cause you know, one thing, and we we're kind of talking off air, I actually alluded to you is like, one thing about you is you feel the space, right? You're not, you're a true and ardent podcaster, which I appreciate because, you know, some people, especially during the pandemic, right. Uh, they thought, Hey, I do this thing, or I talk about this subject, or I get this guest and I'm going to get a gazillion dollars. And I think, at times, as much as I personally like Rogan, when he signed that Spotify deal, everybody's like, I'm going to do a podcast. And it became easier to do it because, you know, you could, you know, drive into the fucking Best Buy or hell, if you're lazy and you just fucking $100 to burn, go get the shit on Amazon to have it delivered to your door and you've got a podcast theoretically, right? Or a social media following. But one thing I love about you is how earnest you are in terms of conversation. Uh, you treat the guests with respect, but also you respect yourself enough where you're not like, we're in, we're on same level. Like we, you know, we're having a conversation and it's 
so you, you almost see your guests at times that obviously you have a lot of guests that have a rapport with you, but then there are some that don't and you could see almost like that showbiz aspect of it kind of drain away as the conversations were on. And I think you're absolutely masterful of it, but you. you know, in terms of your relationship building, I mean, the comedy, the comedy store, you know, this is, this endeavor is something that you get to combine your love of pro wrestling comedy. Right. And mm -hmm. uh, you know, kind of even bring in some of your rock and roll context, you, you know, into the space and have this world of fucking enjoyment. Yeah, man, absolutely. I mean, the comedy store has a strong connection to wrestling and also rock and roll. I mean, it's on Hollywood. It's in the Sunset Strip. Any time of the week, you can walk in there and there's some kind of celebrity there. The other day I was there. I go every Tuesday now. Well, maybe I shouldn't say that, but <clears throat> people showing up, but uh, I do hang out on Tuesdays there for the, the roast battle. And I hang out with the homies from Kill Tony Band, like, you know, the Joel and, and Jetsy and, and, and Chroma Chris. Uh, Jeremiah's doing stuff up there now. So I go out every Tuesday, sometimes Wednesday too, and, and just hang out. And, and, and I, you know, the other week I was just chilling at the bar, back bar there, and, and in walks fucking Quentin Tarantino and Fred Durst and fucking Brad Pitt. And I'm just like, what the? what and i tried not to like have a i was having a conversation with one of the, the comedians and they're talking and i just i couldn't hear them anymore it was just like yeah. like yeah. what my brain just flatlined <laughs> and uh i i you know i turned to the, the I'm, I'm sorry man i just try not to have a panic attack as my favorite filmmaker of all time walks by uh but then you know my buddy would reassure me he's like this is this is the comedy sir this is what happens here every week just get used to it okay you're right so I just I hung out and just fist bumped Tarantino while he was telling stories. <laughs> and wow. he was like putting on a show for everybody that was there. There was a circle around him. Everybody. And he was like basically performative storytelling. He was just telling a story and maybe he wants to get into stand up. I don't know. Uh, Brad Pitt didn't really interact with anybody. I, I didn't even get close. That's a different stratosphere, I think. Yeah. Um, you know, but it's it's a wonderful, magical spot that shit like that happens. I've been fortunate enough that I got introduced into the store by uh, Uncle Joey, you know, because I, I talked to Joey Diaz online before all of this, before I even moved out here. I, I was just talking to Joey because we're from the same neighborhood in New Jersey. We're from, my, he has the same attorney as my dad. Like, wow. you know, like we, we knew, like I knew, we didn't know each other personally, but we have so much history in that connected. Uh, so we would just chat back and forth, back and forth. I was trying to get him on the show. And, you know, he was like, oh, you know, keep keep growing and we'll talk. I'm like, okay, all right. And he became kind of like a, you know, a mini, not mentor, but just, you know, I obviously just like, I'll follow the path, whatever you tell me to do. And he invited me out to the store one night and I went out, hung out. He gave me a bag of weed and they hear me, just hang out and just hang out with everyone and just talk to people. And then after that, um, I started listening to the store horsemen, which, you know, shout out to the store horsemen for yeah. I'm not doing anything brand new. Uh, the comedy store wrestling show is a new idea in terms of the wording and the, the title and everything. But, you know, the store horsemen used to be there. And those are all my boys. And that's Tony Hinchcliffe and and uh, Chris Burns and uh, Matt Edgar and Johnny Scordis and uh, Josh Myrowitz. And they're all great. And but they decided to, you know, Tony left to Texas. Right. And Chris is busy as hell with his day job. 
Um, and, you know, there's just a lot of everybody's doing other things. So the show kind of disintegrated and yeah. there's an there's an opening. And that's right. me, man. You know what I mean, like that's I'm I'm doing stuff. And then when I see an opening, that's when I throw a fucking punch. So I, I took my shot and and uh, met uh, the producers down at the store. And and, you know, we I hang Like I said, I've been hanging out every week and I, you know, hey, I uh, would love to start a show here sometime. And he's like, oh, we're looking to start a, a wrestling show again because, this, you know, store horseman is kind of I'm like, well, you found your guy. <laughs> and uh yeah so we just started shooting ideas back and forth right now it's going to be a monthly podcast mm-hmm. uh but you know the way entertainment works that's going to change quick that's yeah. how rrbg started monthly and now i do it weekly so it's it's one of those things I, i'm i like doing podcasts i like talking to people i like entertaining i like you know connecting dots as as they say sometimes and this is a perfect way to connect dots that I love and, you know, bring in Josh Barnett. That's the homie. And he's got a, you know, I, we don't need to introduce Josh Barnett. Everybody knows who he is and, and uh, bringing in comedy and bringing comedians, bringing in, I'll bring in musical guests too, that are friends of mine, you know, that maybe they'll be the guest that doesn't like wrestling and we'll bring in a comedian that does like wrestling and, you know, sw- swap it around and, and keep it interesting. And then eventually I want to, do what the store horseman did with Storcade. I want to have a wrestling show, and uh, and we, uh, whether it's you know we run the whole show, or we team up with somebody like a GCW or something, then we can do a show in the store or even outside of the store in the parking mm-hmm. lot or even in another venue, and it just be you know comedy store wrestling show presents blah 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 blah, and and we team up with people, but we definitely want to do live shows. We want to bring. We want to bring the podcast to, to a live audience too. Eventually, I think yeah. maybe do a pay per view watch party kind of thing that they you know have people come out watch Royal Rumble with all of us and we do live commentating and have guests and you know whatever. Um, so it, it should be a fun time. I mean, I'm I'm super honored and and I still can't believe that I managed to pull this off, even though I've been working on it for years. Like <laughs> the way that my life goes usually is I work my ass off and then it falls flat and then I have to restart over and, and you know what I mean? And like, yeah. And I, to, to see it actually come to fruition and, and I'm referencing like music projects. Like sometimes I'll start projects with people and nothing happens. Like we, we write one song, it comes out and then nothing happens or I'll start a podcast. Like, you know, let, let there be heels. This isn't my first wrestling podcast either. I had let there be heels with my buddies, Matt and right. Zach and Sarah. And that kind of like we did like 14 episodes and then it just became too much work. So I'm hoping that this now, you know, this uh, monthly thing is good, but I, I want it to be more. And I'm, I'm ready to put the work in and bring everybody some entertainment. No, absolutely. And I think it's amazing the acronyms that you're using at CSW. And your first uh, guess is, is Barnett, who used to train at CSW in Fullerton. You know, so Makes that's, sense. A, you know, com- <laughs> and that's, and the W in that is wrestling. So that, that remains true. But I mean, it's, it's amazing that you have, again, factored yourself in here, you know, which I, I have to ask. Um, do you have a favorite era of wrestling, you know, that maybe that you want to, you'd kind of be giddy. I mean, the whole deal is giddy to you, but like that you really want to go like deep dives into and kind of like show people like, ah, or you might even want to hold it because you're going to have somebody on the panel 
that might not like wrestling and they you don't want them to shit on their your wrestling you know like about <laughs> I, don't care. I don't really care about that i mean that's why i hang out at the roast battle i like roasting i like roast comedy i like self-deprecating comedy whatever i mean that's not an issue but um you know it's weird i always used to say the attitude era that was mm. like my thing stone cold that whole vincent stone cold thing was like the peak for me but i i've always said that but i gotta say you know after time has been passing, I, I kind of feel like the new Bullet Club era, like, you know, AJ and then uh, A. Bay, what's his name? Adam Cole. Adam like Cole that, yeah. whole, that whole time period in the when the Young Bucks kind of started, you know, getting bigger and then Cody joined in, like, that was really exciting. And I think, though, it's partially because I was involved in, like, what was happening. Like, I was going to the local shows and uh-huh. watching, like, the Bucks invade bar wrestling or i was i went out to ontario and hung out with the bullet club and i got i think i've told the story before i don't know if here or, or somewhere else but you know, i went out to ontario when when the bullet club was taking over and they were going to invade raw remember that yeah yeah absolutely yeah. they did they a got whole jimmy BC. jacobs fired did it yeah 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 <laughs> got jimmy. that's right i forgot about that but yeah i you know i saw the tweet or whatever of that and I drove out to Ontario and I walk into the mall and I see this line of people, like hundreds of people waiting for them, uh, for the guys to come out. And I just walked into the hot topic. They were waiting. Everybody was waiting in the line. I just walked in and it was the whole, uh, the Bullet Club guys. It was, you know, Adam Page, the Hangman, uh, Cody, Brandy was there. And I just kind of stood around for a minute, just kind of like, oh. and I, I think that's one of my, um, one of my gifts is that I look like I belong wherever wherever we are. Everybody thinks I'm security or I work there or I'm backstage or what. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so I just stood there for a while and they were taking pictures and talking to the employees and whatever. And eventually I walk up to uh, Hangman. I'm like, hey, man, cool shit. Uh, this is exciting. And he's like, yeah, man, this is great. Uh, who are you with? And I'm like, I don't know. I'm here for you guys. And he's like, Okay, cool. Here, let me uh, let me let me get Cody, and he gets Cody. Cody walks over and is like, "Hey, what's up, man? Uh, you want a, a Bullet Club shirt to wear? Because we're gonna be filming some stuff. It'd be cool to have you wearing that." And I'm like, "Yeah, absolutely." And he just gives me a Bullet Club shirt. He's like, "Cool. Now you're in the Bullet Club. Too sweet." And and then I'm standing there, and I'm just wearing the Bullet Club shirt. And then they're like, "All right, we're gonna march outside and say what's up to the people, and we're gonna march out to the parking lot, and we're gonna start filming as we approach this crowd of people, and blah blah blah." And I'm gonna give a speech. I'm like, "Okay, cool." And we just start. Wa- it was me as part of the crew walking. And if you watch that episode of BT, you'll see me there in the crew walking with him. And um, and I, all of a sudden, I'm in the Bullet Club invading Raw. I don't know what the fuck. I don't know how what it is. I, I don't. I didn't know any of those guys personally, but that's been my entire life. Every every you know, I would show up to a concert and just like walk up to the door, and somebody will walk me into the show, just out of nowhere. Just some. I'll be like, hey, yeah, man, what's going on? Oh, I, like in New York, I went to. Uh, I was there to visit family for holidays, and I saw the Rolls Theater was playing, and it was uh, Deftones, and it said an evening with the Deftones, and I do know some of the Deftones guys. So that was a little bit of an easier in, but I was still young and we weren't close. It was just right. like, we've met once or twice. And I just walked up to the bus and I met, I saw Juan, who's their tour manager. And I was like, Hey, what's up, dude? I am here from Florida. You know, like I visiting family for holidays and I saw this and I, it sold out, but you know, I kind of want to go. And he's like, Oh yeah, we'll put you on the list, dude. I'm like, <laughs> and Fuck. that's, 
that's my whole life has been that way. That's how I found my band. It was like just coincidences. And and now I'm just kind of leaning into it and figure out how to, you know, make make stuff happen. Because if I get, you know, if I have a gift like that, I guess I should take advantage of it a little bit. I think so. No, absolutely. And but it's not again, like I said, when you enter a room and whether that be a physical actor room or a, you know, like the, the fucking media space, right, that we incorporate with your podcast, you know, you're there like and you're you, you kind of make us feel at home. Right. I almost liken how like you're. You're kind of our, our our Bob Saget for those who know you, right? <laughs> no, hundred percent. Because like you you belong, right? And no matter what the fucking you know deal is, you fucking crack people up. You make them feel like they belong. And uh, of course, if you're gonna do that and you do it with the earnest, genuine sincerity, well, guess what? That's gonna be repaid in kind. I feel, yeah. I, you know. So um, yeah. treat others as you would like to be treated. Is it there, right? Thousand percent. Um, you know, it's. It, let me tell you, I, and I hate to keep talking. No, I just have a lot fuck, going on. That's what we're. <laughs> that's what we're here for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but it, to 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 share some stories about what uh what's going on. Uh, sorry, I feel like my uh, downstairs neighbors is banging on the floor for some reason. Anyway, um, you mentioned Bob Saget, and by the way, thank you for that compliment. The fantastic compliment. Uh, but. Hold on. Something's going on. Our downstairs neighbor is really banging. One second. They hear you knocking, but they can't come in? I mean, you did have, like, a somebody somebody invade, uh, it looked like, uh, not too long ago. All right. Sorry about that, man. Well, did you have, like, somebody, didn't you have, like, an event that happened earlier in the week where somebody was trying to jump or some shit off your building? (sighs) Yeah, two days ago there was a, uh, a the cops were here and ambulances and all kinds of shit and they were fucking. There, I walk outside and apparently somebody was trying to jump off the roof of our building and helicopters and everything. So I went ahead and and went outside to see what was going on. Apparently it was a criminal that had escaped and was running from the cops and ended up fucking sneaking into our building and going to the roof. I mean that seems a little bit like uh, I don't know Janet Jackson's runaway video. There was a there was a video that she had in like the '90s where she would just like fucking jump from uh, building to building and shit like that. So I want to mm. believe that that dude was uh, cosplay. He's like, I'm already going to fucking jail anyway. I'm I'm going to fucking jail. So let me be like Janet Jackson and just do that. Yeah, know. yeah, yeah. Um, so going back, I'm sorry, I, I've got distracted with the downstairs thing. Um, so the the Bob Saget, and again, thank you for that compliment. Um, we've been—I was at the store like the night after he passed, and and people were tributing him. And there's been some crazy tribute shows there with like Jim Carrey, and uh, just big, big shows have been going on there. But the other night, I went to the store, and and they had uh, his family was there, his whole family, Bob Saget's family, and I was um, hanging out with them, and it was just the weirdest. Kind of like weird, sad, kind of like, man, what the hell's going on? Why why am I part of this? But also, I'm grateful. You know what I mean? Uh, but yeah, Bob Saget's family. We started a Saget's dick chant at one point because we were one of the comedians made a joke about seeing her dad's dick when she was little and how it traumatized her forever. And then we started talking about how 
Bob Saget is America's dad. So, you know, we we all we want to see da- dad's Saget's dick. And so everybody in the audience just started chanting Saget's dick. It was weird, but also heartwarming in a weird way. <laughs> no, that's that's uh, comedians, right? I mean, yeah. if you listen to a podcast or any bit of content uh, involving comedians, like that's what you're gonna get. You're gonna get the dark humor. I mean, it's yeah. it's the aristocrats. And uh, speaking of fucking Saget himself, right? The aristocrat joke, you know, like yeah, just fucking yeah, yeah, keep yeah. That's, get go dark, go deeper, go deeper, go deeper. I think uh, Gilbert Gottfried, you know, when they roasted Saget, you know, on Comedy Central not too long ago, he fucking what, what was the bit like? He raped and killed the fucking thirteen year old in ninety two or some shit like that. Yeah, I don't yeah. remember the details, but it was pretty rough. <laughs> it was wild, right? And I mean, yeah. that wasn't that long ago. That's within this decade and what have you. But like, that's how comedians behave, you know? So that that's, yeah. if you're going to the fucking comedy store and you're like, whatever the fuck. Yeah, like, you can't go there not to laugh. You got to yeah. go laugh. And that, you know, and the comedians will give you shit. If you show up at roast battle and you're don't, you're not applauding and you're cringing and stuff, they'll tell you straight up, like, this is your fault. You paid money to be here. You know what I mean? And, and you know what you're paying for. Start laughing or get out, basically, you know? That's, but, I mean, that's fucking dope, though. I mean, hell yes. Yeah, dude. So um, there's that. Um, I just also recently announced uh, for your fans, if anybody drinks beer, if you're into craft beer. I mean, our RBG stands for Rock and Roll Beer, guys. So, you know, I, I got the beers as well. Um, but... We just teamed up with Not Fest, Slipknot's official festival, which is goes around the world, and uh, it's it's quite an honor as well. But uh, just being teamed up with them to put out a beer box that you can order. Uh, if you go to notfestbeerpit.com, you can buy a box of four or eight beers, which is you know it'll be four selections, and you can order one of each or two of each, so it'll be eight beers. Um, but I picked out four special beers to have in this box and, you know, lots of communicating and coordinating with the distributors and you know, coordinating with the, the brewers. And I tried to involve friends in my box, you know, because they've done this box with a couple other people as well. And they were just fans and, and you know, maybe some friends here or there. But I wanted to make sure to include people that were friends of mine. So one of the beers is the Guayabera. Uh, pale ale from cigar city brewing which is where i used to work it's where i got my start with a, the industry and everything so uh we i wanted to include it in the box just because it's my beer <laughs> basically that beer exists because i i you know willed it into reality with with uh lots of conversations with with wayne wombles and joey redner um so there's a guayabera there's a other half brewing uh, other half is in new york city uh, one of their owners is Matt Monahan. He uh, he was on the podcast a while back with uh, Ross Hurt from Rigs of Dad, which is a, fu- a funny you know a parody kind of metal parody Instagram account that you could follow, and he has his own podcast too. But so other half, uh, Double Dry Hopped Green City is one of the beers. Um, Cosmic Eye Brewing's collaboration with Municipal Waste. They have a lager, it's super crushable, chuggable lager, uh, which is uh, your cutoff volume two. And then finally, from Belching Beaver, I put in a brown ale, uh, the Deftones collaboration. And since we were talking about Deftones, like those are, they're, I'm glad I can call a couple of them my friend. And, and you know, it's one of my favorite bands of, of all time. And, you know, it's an honor to just be included into all of this and have it all just come together like this beer and music and 
wrestling and, and you know it's a really exciting time right now that's all i gotta say but yeah go to go to notfestbeerpit.com get yourself a box of beer that i made and curated and put together wow. and uh hopefully more coming from notfest as well they're, they're they're you know we're in talks i'm talking to their people and they they want to hire me on as some kind of personality of some sorts and we'll see we'll see what happens i'm not gonna I, I don't have anything to announce there but i know that we're in talks for something that's good. I mean, that's actually a game that we played with uh, Bischoff in regards to the recently released WWE talent over the last, like, fucking two years, 24 months, I think it was, when they started. And it was just like, uh, I, I think it was three categories, but two, one was like, you're going to fucking sign me up. You know, we're in talks, right? We're talking or just like, hey, you know, like, just keep on going, keep on going, right? So yeah. uh, it's kind of cool that you're in some ways doing that yourself. Yeah, yeah, it's weird, man. I, and, you know, I, I, my wife gives me shit all the time. I overwork myself or stretch myself too thin or whatever it may be. Uh, but, you know, I'm not, I'm. maybe it's a mental disorder. Maybe it's autism. I don't know. I just feel like I don't, uh, I'm never comfortable just chilling. Uh and, and maybe that's a bad thing. I'd like to chill in public, like when I'm with friends. And even then, you, you'll see me. If anybody that's hung out with me at shows and stuff, they'll know that I'm like, I'm there with you for five, ten minutes as much as I can be. And then I'm going to uh, do something. And mm -hmm. it's not it's not an offense to anyone in particular. It's just kind of like I'm I'm trying to do shit. <laughs> I'm tired of I'm trying to uh, I'm tired of working a day job and, and my day job's fine. I love it. And. You know, I love the company and everything, but you know, I want to work for myself. I yeah. want to, I want to, I'll put the work in as long as it's for something I'm doing for me. Um, and so maybe I'm selfish, who cares? But yeah, I, I got to try and do different things. And some things don't work out, you know, like I try to do Twitch. I can't do it. I'm not a Twitch streamer. I'm not, I'm not a TikToker. My TikTok's picking up actually, which is nice. Really? But you know, what I ended up doing is just cutting myself out completely from it. So now if you go to my TikTok, it's just the, the guests faced, you know, from the episode and that's it. And I, maybe that's working better with their algorithm. I'm still trying to figure it all out. I got kicked <laughs> off of fucking TikTok or saying the same dumb shit that I put on Instagram or oh, whatever. Yeah. And they were the like, oh, it's too fucking violent and shit like that. And I was like, really? Uh, yeah. There's no fail videos and stuff on TikTok. There are, but I guess you have to be of fail army to kind of get the fucking mm. bass or whatever. Mm. um yeah i they i didn't even know they sent me notices like because they they do it oh. via email i fucking don't check my like uh if anybody's trying to reach out to me via email it's <laughs> dead in the water like i don't even like it even calling like dm is kind of like the way that i fucking move about the the country and shit like that but yeah, yeah apparently you can't fucking share those videos on tiktok i'm like uh, to me especially during the pandemic and like what the fuck whether you believe it's real whatever whatever political leanings or whatever to me it was almost like cathartic right where you couldn't really fucking do much you know you know for the better part of 20 some odd months and what have you you see people businesses failing their mental health all this shit and what have you and yeah. for me i'm like I, my protest is a protest against all of it. Fuck it. You know, people are getting shot. People are whatever the fuck, disowning family, what, whatever the fuck. So I'm just going to share fucking weird ass videos and memes and face swabs with no context. That's just it. And I'm going to just 
fucking bombard you with it, you know? And wasn't that what John Cena was wasn't that what John Cena was doing for a while too? He was just posting stuff with no context. Yeah, that's it. I, I think that's <laughs> the, the best, you know, because once you put an emoji or whatever the, what you know to it, try to add some even even the most minuscule, that's the shit that will get you canceled. That's what I'm feeling. Mm, maybe don't do stuff that gets you canceled. <laughs> That's it. That's you. That's you. But you know, again, the fucking goalposts are always moving. You know, so it's yeah, just like I guess just you know. I mean, you can't put too much stock into it. Like you look at some of comedians have been canceled, and they're not. You know, you look at Tony Hinchcliffe canceled. He's not. Ari canceled. No, he's not. He's fine. And they're selling out shows, and they're doing great. Um, do I agree with what some of these people say that gets them canceled? No, and. Some people shouldn't be saying some shit. That's just how it is. But I think as long as I'm generally a good guy and I'm not doing some messed up shit to anyone, um, I, I'll be fine in terms of getting canceled. I'm, you know, I don't, <laughs> I've never slept with, uh, I've never cheated. I've never slept with any underage people. I've never, you know, even it, it, there's no crime that I'm hiding. You know what I mean? That's a people, my friends are like, oh, the government's watching you. They're on your stuff and they're tracking you. I'm like, Fine. I don't care. I'm not. What am I doing? I'm watching wrestling and talking about it to you guys. That's it. Like, I'm, not, I'm not, you know, organizing some kind of revolution. It's not uh, I'm not into that. So I don't worry about that shit. I don't worry about getting canceled because I'm, I know that in my heart, I'm not I'm not doing anything to get canceled. So fuck it. Uh, but what you are doing is actually, and I think this person who we both know, and I met through you, is uh, actually trying to get ahead of the curve. While and he's get trying canceled to cancel, first. yes, absolutely. But Rain and Bozio, uh, yeah. that guy, and uh, and Matt Slayer, Matt Slayer is trying to get him canceled. Uh, yeah, hey. Rain and is like, ah, fuck it, why not? And it works out for some people, you know. Uh, some people get more money for getting canceled. So whatever. If that's the route they want to take, go for it. If Rena wants to get canceled, that's fine. Maybe that's what it is. I don't know. I'm not here to argue with it. <laughs> <laughs> but you are there to rock the merch. Which you oh, sure. Get. I'll rock the merch. I'll buy the shirt. I have it. No, well, I didn't buy it. I Matt sent it to me, but thank you. I will wear it. You know? Yes. I do yes. support the cause. Let's get uh, Rena canceled. There you go. Cancel Renan Bozio. <laughs> Hashtag cancel Renan. Uh, which, and that's double A, you know, uh, yeah. like Arn Anderson, right? And no Glocks. I don't Is there double N's too? Double A, double N? <laughs> then, you, then you go to the Jer Jeff Jarrett route. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> R, double A, N, double N. <laughs> Which, I mean, I, I, you know, as you embark in this, this new podcast, wrestling and comedy related podcast, like what wrestling are you watching nowadays? There's a lot of wrestling mm. to consume, uh, mm. but what is kind of suiting your fancy? All right, so I'll tell you my weekly regimen. So um, while I'm working, I put on the, the most of the wrestlings. Uh, I'm always a day behind or two days behind because I'm so busy. I don't have time to watch it live. Um, and what I'm watching is Raw and SmackDown. Absolutely got to watch it. Um, not because it's good, <laughs> just because I have to watch it. And I have to keep track of it. Uh, I'm enjoying SmackDown and what they're doing with Heyman and Brock and Roman. I, I love that whole story. I know you hate them, but I, that, you know, and even my wife is into it, you know? So now whenever she hears, my name is Paul Heyman, she comes out of the room like, Oh, let's see what's up this week. Like it's, you know, they're obviously doing something right. And, um, 
I'm watching that. I'm watching uh, AEW Dynamite and Rampage. And uh, I'm occasionally catching GCW and uh, Impact events when I'm interested in whatever uh, the, the card may be. And I don't watch the whole card either. I'm just watching specific matches. Like GCW, I'll watch, you know, if some of my homies are on it, like if Chris Dickinson's on it or, uh, you know, uh, and any of the many folks that I know at GCW, I'll watch. Um, and then Impact as well. If I see, like right now, the Good Brothers versus G.O.D., I got to watch that. So I'm going to watch that. Um but yeah, my weekly regimen is Raw, SmackDown, Rampage, Dynamite, and then if there's anything else in between, I'll sneak it in. Um, I do not watch NXT 2.0 anymore. I, I I used to love NXT, but I'm been disappointed with the new class. I don't like most of those people, except for maybe Braun Breaker. Um, I'm not into any of the storylines that they're telling. You know, even the ones that include people like AJ Styles, like I don't really care about AJ and Keith, whatever his name is, Waller, Wallen. I'm, I'm, and you know, and it's no offense to him. I just don't like what they're doing with it. Hopefully, they fix that. You know, um. So yeah, that's pretty much it. Smack and Raw and SmackDown. By the way, when I watch the replays, I skip around. I don't watch the whole thing. Um, right. I've I've been considering watching the Hulu edited versions but i i want to be the one to choose where the stuff gets edited you know what i mean like if this is not interesting i'll just skip it uh i I don't want some executive deciding what i'm not gonna watch you know (laughs) yeah you know what it's funny because like uh that has kind of been my patronage of wwe tv right where i i like oh fuck you know as a wrestling fan you know like i get three hours and whatever and once it starts to go shitty or like, oh, fuck, we're, they're going to do an all-cruiserweight show. Oh, WWE superstars. And The Undertaker's on the first episode, right? And it's right. just like, you know, Vince is almost like a kid with the fucking, you know, bouncy ball and whatever. And then he gets bored of the bouncy ball and whatever. But it's still on TV for people to consume. And he's still charging money for it. Just because he lost interest doesn't mean he's not still taking a profit from it, right. you know? So I went, like, ah, oh, three-hour um, uh, Maybe just SmackDown, and then uh, nah, and then I'll catch it on Hulu, the ninety-minute video, and I'll just unwatchable. And then the <laughs> clips, and then I don't even watch the clips anymore. And actually, uh, you mentioned NXT two point Well, I like NXT UK. I like that fucking British UK's good. world. Is, UK's yeah, good. yeah, absolutely. But they just I lost got, their biggest star, Gunther. Yes. Yes, and here's the deal, right? And I think in terms of the WWE universe, right? And for me, I'm a belt mark. I I think that even the way that I kind of go about it is if you are a champion and let's say you have a fucking soiree at your house, people don't know what the fuck you do or whatever, but they're like, oh, you're drinking whatever. And on your mantle is a fucking title belt, the one that you won. I'm like, oh, what's that? And then you get to whatever and you're like, because of the title design or whatever. I was like, ah, you fought for that wonderful piece of hardware? Or like, ah, that shit looks gaudy as fuck. Like, why would you even fucking put your health and well-being for that piece of shit, right? So uh, I actually got, and I think the NXT UK titles are the best designed titles that the WWE are running in their universe right now. So I got a mini one, right? And this... I feel is almost like my spirit speaking through this title because you have it and then the fucking WWE fell right the fuck off. <laughs> it looks cooler just, without it. I think so. I think so. <laughs> but uh, uh, that's kind of it. Well, speaking about belts, 
And speaking about AEW, because, you know, mm. the, the internet seems to think that AEW can do no wrong. I love them, by the way. Yeah. I think they're doing fantastic. And I think the show is more entertaining and more fun than Raw and SmackDown. 100%. That being said, Daniel Bryan's promo against uh, Mox the other day, or with Mox, if you want to call it, was exactly how I feel. And I like Luchasaurus. I like... Uh, you know, everything that's going on. However, Daniel Bryan's got a point, dude. There's a fucking dinosaur as your tag champ. There's a fucking vlogger as your TNT champ. And there's a fucking cosplay fucking cowboy as your world champ. Kind of lame. So, yeah. um, I'm, I, you know, when you look at it from that perspective, when he said it, it triggered my brain. Like, you're right. You're right. This, that is... You know, people, oh, the, the most prestigious title is the AEW championship. No, there's a fake cowboy wearing it right now. Um, I think it's time to mix it up. I, great story buildup for Paige to win that belt. He deserves it. Great. We're done. Next. Right. <laughs> Next is Daniel Bryan's turn. or It's not Lance Archer's turn. I'll tell you that. But um, it, it, maybe it's Daniel Bryan or Mox that ends up taking it from him. Ooh. Yeah. No, it, I... I could see that, but I also think that there's a reason why they don't do it, you know, you know, with the fear of like, oh, you know, one of the major kind of criticisms that I heard of AEW is like, okay, well, first champion Jericho. And then what, like, was, I think it was Mox after Jericho? Mox and then Kenny. Right, exactly. So with that all being said, like, it was ex WWE guys holding the the titles, right? And except for Kenny, gonna, except for Kenny, right? But mm, Kenny, fuck, that's a whole. Ugh. Like I, I was still like, uh, like fucking Cornette when it comes to Kenny. Like he's just fucking mm. twinkle toes, McGee. I I like Kenny. Uh, does he do silly shit? Yeah. Does yeah. he wrestle dolls and little kids? Yes. Yeah. Um. But he also has put on some ridiculous matches with Okada, 60-minute matches. Yeah, and exploding death matches. That, yeah, know. yeah, yeah. Really great things that he's done to where he's not the best in the world, but he's up there. And and when he did the belt collector thing, it worked for me. I was like, yeah, that makes sense. you know. And, and is it aggrandizing and kind of like ridiculous? Yeah, sure. But that's wrestling. Um, so I, I don't know. I like Kenny. I think he's good. Um I wish he would trim the fat on some of the sillier things that he does. I like it when he's more serious. I like it. I like the cleaner Kenny from Japan. Like that's cool. But you know, he's a he seems like a good guy. He plays video games, so he's got my he's got my video game support back here. <laughs> Fuck yeah! And uh, Stephen Tatum says, I think the word on the belts topic is being more regal. Oh, oh, oh regal. Yeah, regal. No that longer employed. Yeah, by the WWE, and hopefully can go over uh, to that Jacksonville-based company that we were just. No, about. I don't want them anywhere. Go home really? and be with your family, Regal. Wow, you're good. You're good. It's fine. You've done great contributions. He doesn't need to be in AEW. There's no I point. Think, I, but I think in terms of direction and what have you, AEW needs like essentially they're inheriting, you know, uh, the WWE developmental system NXT, in large part. Black yeah. and yellow. Yeah, absolutely. And if, I, I, I hope Regal stays home. That's it. He's done okay. enough. He's done yeah. enough. 
Um, would it be cool for him to like start a fake NXT over there in AW? Maybe, but I wouldn't even want to see him on TV. I I want to see his kind of virtues through the talent there because I mean the AEW has done wonders by comparison of the same timeline in my estimation of building guys like Sammy Guevara. Uh, you mentioned Lance Hoyt, right? I kind of feel like he's DDP of like early '90s DDP. Too many fucking gimmicks, right? Uh, murder Hawk monster. Like, why can't he just be the Murder Hawk, right? Yeah. Or just the monster, or whatever the fuck. Like Murder Hawk monster. Then you put him with Jake, and he's got the weird fucking hair and the, like, uh, and the fucking finish, the inverted razor's edge into. It's now ah! he's kind of now he's kind of a biker. I don't even yeah, know what's going on. Right, kind exactly. of a cowboy. Biker yeah, guy, but you already have the cosplay cowboy there yeah. and what have you. So I think Regal can help if they give him power to kind of level out the plane. You know, just like there's, what, there's what, too many cooks in that kitchen already, man. I think. I think there's too many, many cooks the, in the kitchen. How many of those cooks actually have power, right? I think Arn Anderson is a is a you know on air personality. Same thing with Jim Ross or whatever, and Jim Ross. You know, with his health in recent years, you know, and the death of his wife, I don't think he wants that, you know, kind of responsibility. I wouldn't, you know, you're in your kind of twilight years. So, mm -hmm. um, but if you can have somebody that everybody trusts, I think of Vince, of, fucking, you know, Jericho or, you know, the powers that be that exist within AEW now, Danielson, Mox, like whatever, Regal would be the guy to kind of help all of that and, and, you know, kind of give virtue to maybe what Arn and Tully are, are, are saying behind the scenes. I don't know. Like in my head, it works. Yeah. Yeah. No, I hear you. I hear yeah. you. I want we'll to see. Work. It would be cool. Uh, I honestly have gotten past that point of um, like fantasy booking in my head anymore. Cause it's so it's, it's it, the WWE doesn't care. And then AEW has got too much going on. I feel like they, they're, there's, like I said, too many cooks in the kitchen. It's done, and they're doing well. Like I, I'm not criticizing them. I like AW. Uh, I, by the way, House Black, coolest fucking thing on television. Obviously for me, you know, I, I'm wearing like metal type shit that looks like it should be for House of Black. That's not House of Black. That's uh, Saint Vitus and my buddy from Cult Leader Anthony Lucero's collaboration. But um, uh, but yeah, I love what House of Black is doing. Brody is a homie, and I'm happy that he's got some TV, like good TV time now, uh, out of uh, ROH. And you know, no offense to ROH, but you know, it's not AEW. You're not on TBS or TNT. So I'm happy for him. Um, Malachi Black being, a, you know, a stud. I can't, you know, I'm I'm a fan. I'm a fan of everything they do. Their aesthetic, their music. I like the old, uh, the old song a little bit better, even though the new song's good. And it's got my homie Jordan Olds playing guitar on it from Two Minutes to Late Night. Uh, so it's, it's a good song. I'm not criticizing that song. But I, I really, really liked uh, the other song, Ogen Roost. I forget. I don't know how to pronounce it, but uh, from that band. Now it's my, I'm losing it. My brain, the name of the band. But, you know, the original entrance that Malachi had. Yeah, you know, it's uh, crazy. You, you mentioned uh, your, your buddy, right? Two Minutes to Late Night. Fucking Garcinio Hall. That is one yes, of sir. the many fucking wormholes that I uh, went down during COVID, especially like my YouTube algorithm. It was like, yeah, of course I had my wrestling and whatever, but then I got into like tiny, tiny house conversions, but also fucking two minutes late light. Like, mm. uh, I think the way that I found them was uh, I just 
I like fucking Annie Lennox is walking on broken glass. And like you had the official video, you had Annie Lennox and whatever. And I think third uh, was this fucking cover that this guy in fucking face paint and shit like that with Brody Dale and a bunch of other, I think uh, Frank from uh, My Chemical Romance and shit like Frank that. Frank Yero, yeah. Yeah. And uh, I was like, <gasps> and I actually thank them because uh, through that, it was like a share believe caliber with one of the craziest fucking female vocalists, but not just female. She just happens to be female, but the fucking Royal thunder. Holy oh, fucking yeah. shit, dude. Yeah. Like the, the bass playing, the licks that she plays on bass, but also the, f that's human emotion. You can't fucking, that's somebody that's been through shit. And I, I just dig her old aesthetic fucking leather, fucking vest or whatever. But I learned that, of them through uh two minutes to late night over that's the awesome man that's awesome yeah, yeah I, I i met jordan orsinio uh a while ago when we when they were doing two minutes to late night was just uh like a late night show it was kind of like conan o'brien he had a desk and they would have guests come in and they would do silly stuff and then they would perform a song with mutoid man uh and it, would, it was usually a cover of something and they had like hot for teacher or something like that and you know, I immediately reached out to him like, man, I love this. This is fantastic. This is it speaks directly to me. Like, I love the music. I'm big fan of Mutoid Man, big fan of all of this. And I uh, had him on the show. I brought him on the podcast. And then shortly after that, he started doing the, well, the, we, the pandemic hit. And he started doing those cover songs that are now all over the internet. He got a million something views on the one with, uh, I think it was Primus, Mastodon, and uh, maybe Coheed and Cambria collaborated mm -hmm. on a song all together and you know i've reached i keep reaching out i'm like dude what how did you get you know all these guys to do this and he's like i i, I don't know man like this is insane and he's kind of like me in that sense we're like i don't know how i'm this lucky you know what i mean but he's insanely talented so that's why he's getting these opportunities because he can play guitar and he's got a great voice and he's got the you can tell he's got the schooled performance like he's gone to cl classes and schools for like performance art because he's he's well spoken, he enunciates. He's uh, uh, you know it's 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 all there. It's all there. So you know I have had him. I had him again on the podcast not too long ago, and I'm just super happy for him. And now he's working with AEW, making songs. He's working with Dan Housen, working songs for them. He did the he helped him make the Ass Boys song for the, for the Gun Club. So it's really cool, man. And, and and you know one thing I want to bring up that it's not just me. I feel like everyone's doing cool shit. All yeah. of my friends, everybody's coming up. Like you're doing the shit with Bischoff. He's doing all that crazy shit. And you know, I, everywhere I look, my buddies are doing big things. Like uh, Matt Edgar, who's from the store Horseman, his girl, Rachel Wilson, he, us two would hang out at the store and just smoke weed or whatever. Now she's an official jackass. Yeah. I was about you know to what say, I mean? Yeah, that, <laughs> like, and that drops today. Yeah, dude. It's so nuts seeing everyone doing stuff uh and being in and being amongst people that are are doing things I, that's one of the major reasons why i moved out of florida and it's no no you know well fuck that no florida sucks uh <laughs> but i left florida because there you know there's nothing going on down there and the people that live there are just comfortable living there and and they're like yeah hey, we're good we're happy here i'm like okay good for you i'm not i gotta get out of here and make some shit happen and there's no opportunities in florida and especially miami down south like there's nothing unless you're in art or or dance music you're not succeeding you know uh metal bands and rock bands 
you know, we were struggling down there when I was in a band, the Sever, just, you know, playing local shows. And we, we built it up to it. We were packing out Churchills and stuff, and it was great. But I, from what I understand, as soon as, like, our band stopped, you know, being a band there and people started moving out of the state, the scene is dying again. And, you know, uh, a quick shout out to my homies in the band Silent Mara. They're the, one of the few that have been kind of like sh shining over there in Florida. And right now, la yesterday, actually, they were on Twitch for Danny Wimmer Presents uh, Space Zebra World. I don't know the full name of the podcast, but it's a podcast that, you know, Wes Borland from Limp Biscuits part of and Danny Wimmer and Terry Bezer, like the, the Bezer Bezer. I don't know how to say his last name, but it was a big, big Twitch stream. There was like 12,000 people watching. And they were doing like a battle of the bands, which I, I thought was really cool. They had a tournament bracket with a bunch of unsigned bands, and they would show about a minute and 30 seconds of each band's videos. And then the, the, the guests, the hosts would talk about it for a bit, and then they would put up a poll on Twitch, and you can vote which one you liked best. And I sat through the whole thing. I, I was expecting like, oh, I'm just going to tune in for my boys and vote for them. But I watched the whole show, and it was fantastic. And then got, you know, you see these unsigned bands that are putting effort they're putting out quality videos they're putting out quality recordings and they're just not getting any deals because labels don't fucking sign bands anymore so that was really cool so shout out to silent mark because they won their first round and they have moved up in the tournament those are my boys we played a ton of shows i've 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 sang songs with them on stage they have some of their songs that that they have that you know we would just I would just learn some of the parts and we would just do shows. Like if you YouTube Silent Mara and Eddie Torres, you'll find clips of us singing and performing together. <laughs> um, but yeah, shout out to them. I don't know how I, I went in that direction. I think we were talking about music. But... No, that's fucking great because yeah. I mean, we usually kind of round out the deal with the, uh, the shout outs and whatever, but you alluded to it. Uh, but yeah. fuck, dude, I mean, you, you mentioned fucking Garcinio Hall, West Borland and fucking Dan Housen. And for me, that's, that's my fucking shit, man. Like, they're just different. Like, like, well, how do you, how do you get a fucking Westmoreland? I mean, aside from maybe Ace Freely, uh, to an extent, yeah. right? Like, yeah. uh, you can might you go like Twiggy. So you like face paint, is what you're saying? I, it's not like <laughs> I just like different shit, man. Like, you like face paint. All I, three I, of those guys I, were face paint. I, it just so happens that they do. 100%. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, it just 100%. so happens. I, oh come on, I. It's not like I have a fucking. <laughs> Great mood. You have a yeah. You do. Just, yeah, yeah, you do. You yeah. like that shit. Yes. You no, like 100%. the face. <laughs> oh fuck yeah. No, but I mean, those. It's just different. Like I like different shit. You know, and it yeah. was wild because growing up, you know, kind of biracial, you know, African descendant of slave, Fijian, and whatever, and always in a place where that wasn't necessarily vogue, aside from maybe the Bay where I was born, the Bay Area in San Francisco. So I. You know, I kind of shied away from it, and then now I'm leaning into it, and I, I just like different shit. So I've, you know, how you could go fucking wrestling, I don't know, Gotch and Hackenschmidt and whatever. I've never seen a fucking Danhausen before. I've never seen an Abaddon before. I, I you know, a fucking Billy Robinson uh, slash, you know, uh, Josh Barnett protege in the WWE, and it's a fucking female. Yeah. Like that's it's so different. I like different shit, you know. Yeah. Uh, so I, I I fucking dig what's going on, and and that Twitch stream, like I, I I fucking like it. I like it. Of course, there's twelve thousand people there. When you yeah. put that and and you try to highlight an emerging scene, and you know for that to happen, right? Just think of all uh, individually those twelve bands fucking 
trudging and whatever, and you suck and whatever. You have to work this job. Why don't you get a real job? We've heard it, you know, yeah. and all that shit. And that's, you know, let's say four people in a band, right? And then 12 band, whatever. That's like damn near 100 people that are kind of like, oh, fuck, this is our chance, man. Like, yeah. it's fucking dope. And it kind of is eerily similar to, you know, the Kill Tony shit. Yeah. It, for yeah. a different... Yeah, it gives people a platform. It gives people yeah. a platform. And even those bands that don't qualify and move forward in the tournament, you're getting shown on the show. You got 12,000 people watching your video. Right. And you can, and I was looking at the chat, and I would see people like, whoa, there should be a show just about this. And should, we could watch independent, unsigned bands. Like, this is fantastic. So people are hungry for it, and, and I'm glad that someone's doing it. I mean, I wish that existed when, when I was in a band. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, we would have uh, definitely partaken in that, but you know, whatever. It is what it is. Uh, but it is, it's cool. I'm, I'm, I'm really happy with the, the vibe of the world, even though there's still a lot of chaos and there's still a lot of virus bullshit and a lot of political bullshit. And now we got like whatever's happening over in Russia. Like it, there's always going to be some bullshit. Cause yeah. I mean, I'm 40 now and I've seen a lot of bullshit. You know, I mean, so uh, I know that there's always going to be bullshit and you need to focus on the good shit that's happening like we are and, mm -hmm. and pay attention to these things that are growing and, and feed into that stuff. Feed into the good. Stop feeding into the negativity shit. Stop. Oh, Joe Rogan sucks. Who cares? We know. Move along. Like, you know, get out, get out of the Twitter worlds of hating each other and bullying each other. Oh, I don't like you. Eh. Like, look. I'm not excited about the new Batman movie. I think Robert Pattinson sucks, but I'm not going to go on Twitter and make a rant about it. I'm not going to tweet the guy and be like, hey, Rob, you suck as Batman. Like, no one fucking, uh, why do you need to do that? Why is this culture and we embrace it? Oh, tr the trolls are so cool, man. We're great troll. Like, no, man, don't encourage trolls. Don't encourage fucking bullies. If you have an opinion, keep it to yourself unless somebody asks. Like, hey, what do you think about the new Batman? Then you can tell me. But don't fucking start plastering your negativity everywhere. So focus on the good stuff. Feed the good stuff. And more good stuff will grow in your life. And mm -hmm. in, 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 in every th aspect of your life. I don't know. No, I, I agree. <laughs> I fucking agree. And, uh, you know, in terms of uh, confidentiality, whatever is said on According to Woods stays on According to Woods. There you go. Uh, just in case you didn't know. But obviously, for uh, you to get where you are, there had to be a throng of people to support whatever your endeavors were, all the crazy cockamamie three, I'm high at 3 a.m. fucking ideas and shit and following through, <laughs> you know? So yeah. uh, take as long as you need. Let's get some shout outs out of the way. Oh, man. Uh, you know, definitely all, anyone that listens to my podcast, shout out to you. Thank you for being a supporter and listening to my bullshit. Uh, you know, even you, Adam, like I know you watch. I, I and, you know, I'm one of those weirdos. I do, when I make posts, I go look at who's looking and leaving comments, and, and I thank them. I go to their page and heart a couple of their bullshit. You know, it's, it's part of the community. You got to, like, give and take. So uh, shout out to all of you that do it already. Shout out to you, Adam, for having me here and, and letting me talk. And, and shout out to the Comedy Store for giving me an opportunity. Shout out to John... Uh, the producer down there at Comedy Store Records for, for giving me a shot. Shout out to Earl Skakel. Go listen to Inappropriate Earl. Go watch The Jellies. I think it's on HBO Max. Um, and, and support Earl and his endeavors and, and thank him for you know giving me a shot too to work with me, to be a part of this whole thing. 
shout out to Barnett for being the first guest and for being a homie and always being down to do cool stuff with me. Um, who else? Shout out to Jetski for coming on and, and being a part of that with us as well. Shout out to fucking Chris Burns from the store Horseman. You know, he and I tried to work together with Russell Fetish and, and it wasn't anything negative or anything. It just everybody's busy. Like I said, we it's same issue that that store horseman had. Chris is too busy. He work he's got a big boy job. <laughs> he he books Bill Burr and Dave Chappelle and like that's his job. He he gets he gets Dave Chappelle gigs. So that's a big job. So I get it. Um you know, shout out to all the crew from Wrestle Fetish too. Uh, I, I'm always down to go back and do Wrestle Fetish, by the way. Even though the Comedy Store Wrestling show is happening, I'm always down to come in and do more Wrestle Fetish. I'm down to come here do this. I'm down to meet, you know, the the round table with BJ. Shout out to them on all that. And and I'm always thank you know thankful that you guys let me talk crap because that kind of inspired me to like you know I can have a wrestling show. Uh, I feel like I have opinions. <laughs> uh, but anyway. That's that's you know a shout out to everyone. Shout out to everyone that's watching, everyone that's at home. Like I said earlier, feed feed the positivity in your life. Yeah, yeah, and the misses, right? The misses too, right? Shout out to my wife who's in the room right now, listening to me talk shit. Uh, she's working, doing her day job. So yes, shout out to the misses. Hell yes, hell <laughs> yes. Uh, fucking, I almost want to do what the fucking uh, yeah, ladies, he's taken, he's taken. I'm um, taken. Sorry. Yes. <laughs> No, Eddie, and thank you for uh, coming on. Uh, you've been absolutely gracious with your your fucking time. Just just support, man. Like, and you're one of the fucking the guys that yeah, we were friends, but like during this whole pandemic, like when you see you, you scour the scorched earth and you see who your motherfuckers are, I'm proud to say that like you're one of my bad motherfuckers. Thank you, sir. I yeah, appreciate man. that. I appreciate that. And like I said, thank you for having me on. Um, and you know, you're the first person I've spoken to about this, uh, new show, new endeavor. So you got the exclusive, sir. Yes. <laughs> I don't usually fish room, but like, it's cool when they, they come my way. So yeah. uh, uh, greatly appreciated. And, um, obviously I've linked everything in the bio in, in terms of, uh, getting in contact with you and seeing all the cool shit that you're doing. But, uh, for, I've said it once, but it bears repeating, uh, where can they find you on the interwebs? At RRBG Podcast for my show. Uh, that's the the podcast that I do where I talk to bands, I talk to athletes, I talk to wrestlers, I talk to comedians, I talk to actors. Right now, this week, it's Brandon Boyd from Incubus. Uh, there's a couple other big ones on the way, and and you know, keep an eye out for that. I'm not going to stop. Uh, it may slow down. I've been doing two two or three a week. I might slow that down a little bit just so I can focus on the new show. Uh, but follow also at Comedy Store Records for now. Uh, that's where the podcast, the, the Comedy Store Wrestling Podcast will live. It's their network. Um, we'll we'll eventually have our own social media. And I want to like, we'll be posting funny clips and, you know, updates on what's going on in the wrestling world and comedy worlds. Uh, but for now, just follow at Comedy Store Records. Follow Earl at Earl Skakel on all the things too. So you can get to know him as well. Uh, and that's about it, man. At RRBG Podcast for all everything else. Fuck yes. Uh, again, Eddie, I'm so proud of you. I'm, I'm glad that you're you're doing the fucking thing, you know, because when I'm like, oh, fuck, is this, ever, this fucking thing ever going to work? Uh, Eddie Torres and a litany of others are out there fucking fighting the good fight. So I appreciate the shit out of you. Thanks, yeah. Oh, 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 one last thing. Get you some beer. 
notfestbeerpit.com. Get the box of beer that I curated. You'll 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 like them all. I, I made it a different. Each beer is different. So if you don't like one, give it to your friend. And if you don't drink beer, I'm sure you know somebody that does. I'm sure you know somebody that their entire personality is craft beer. They go and yeah. they stand in lines and they go to the store releases and all that stuff. I'm sure you know someone. Don't worry. But buy them that as a gift. I'm sure it has other half. You can't find other half beer in California. It's from New York and they don't ship anywhere else. I made that happen. So go get it. Go fucking get it. I'm just saying. Uh, get after it. And uh, thank you guys for joining us here at According to Woods. And if you haven't already done so, uh, go ahead and like, share, and subscribe to the According to Woods podcast on Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, and Twitter. Um, I mean, Eddie, you're fucking subscribed to the podcast, aren't you? I am. Absolutely. Make sure you subscribe to According to Woods. Do it. Do it right now. Um, but if you don't believe me, you don't believe Eddie, don't know why you wouldn't. Here's Ada Zang to help convince you. Hey, this is Ada Zang. Make sure you subscribe to According to Woods YouTube.